Welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 234. And today we're going to do a couple of horror comedies. Some of the sort of wacky, zany kind of uh, horror comedies that, you know, we often see actually that uh, are usually smaller budget kind of indie films. And these are no different. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be doing Hell's Kitty from 2018, which was a web series from back in 2011. To 2015, I think it was. And we also have... Benny Loves You from 2019. That's right. So, a little bit newer, a little bit older, kind of. Mm -hmm. I'd never actually seen either of these movies. I've been anticipating watching Benny Loves You. I've heard a couple of people say that it was really good. It's a 2019 film, but it just released in the the U.S. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's a British movie. Right. Benny Loves You just came out here digitally, I guess, because they didn't have the distribution. I mean, it is a very independent film. Very. Hell's Kitty is uh, released through Wild Eye releasing, which has a lot of these types of films. A lot of really independent uh, films that you might have heard of that are zany and wild, like Kara's Hell. And what's that other one that you always talk about? Velocipaster. Right. Stuff like that. These are very tongue-in-cheek, firmly pressed uh, kind of comedy horror movies that we're going to be talking about today. And, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of them, but I like one every now and then. You know? Like, I like to have a little fun and right. not take it so seriously. Get the cheese. Although one of these movies did surprise me. Like, I was very impressed with. Really? Yeah, and I won't, I won't say which one it is, but... Oh, okay. Not yet, anyway. Okay. Also, we're going to be picking our winner for the contest. If you guys remember, we had you guys sign up for the contest to get a copy of The Cellar from Vinegar Syndrome, the movie that came out in 1989. It's the director's cut with the regular cut. We got an extra copy. and Oh, I'm, yeah. I so, forgot. Yeah, we're giving that out today. I'll be sending that out to some lucky contestant in the U.S. or Canada. And who, do we know who won? Yes, we do. I got it right here. As a matter of fact, the winner is Gabriel Bolsara. Oh, congratulations. Now, we're a little late on this, Gabriel, so you might have got an email late. So we're going to give you a couple of days to get back to us. Otherwise, we'll pick another, you know, another winner. Um, but yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much for listening. I uh, really do. We really do appreciate you guys like listening and we'll be doing more giveaways in the future if you didn't win this time. So as long as you're subscribed to the email, you are entered into the contest that we get. I see we have like a bunch of people that unsubscribe. So sucks for you. 
<laughs> Dems the brakes, man. Do you want to fucking stay subscribed? Don't put it in your spam. Don't fucking treat it like garbage, all right? We're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that's why the ones that open that email and uh, that, that participate are, you know, we appreciate you guys. So, And we got quite a lot of subscribers to our podcast, so I'm, I'm pretty impressed. We've gained quite a lot of people for, you know, just signing up. So thank you, guys. Congratulations. Thanks, Gabriel. So how have you been? What's going on with you? I'm fine. I've been going a little bit crazy with my my media shopping, my physical. Oh my media god, shopping. I love it, dude! I fucking love it. <laughs> I really like. I I'm really getting into like the searching part, the hunting part. She and I have always that is our thing. Mm-hmm. We like to go find just hidden gems in mm-hmm. like uh, pawn shops and like. I, oh, and I've been hitting the Goodwills hard because yeah, we have a she, lot of. She got like a stack of DVDs. That were scratched to fuck, but there was like, it was the whole stack of like 120 or 200. And they were DVDs not in the cases. Right. It's like somebody had them in a folder and then they just shoved them all in a thing and donated them to St. Vincent For three bucks. Yeah, so they sold it to me for three bucks. There's stuff in there, like, I think there's, I mean, keep in mind, these are scratched to fuck, guys. So, like, I don't even know if they play but all the was, way through. It was fun to go through. Right. Like, it was, like, treasures. Yeah, it is. Almost. Well, and that's why I want to go to more stores, like, uh, pawn shops and stuff mm-hmm. with you. Because we find a lot of, like, really rare shit sometimes in there. Right. You just don't realize. And for me, I love picking up 80s movies from on DVD. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. Right. Like, if they're on Blu-ray, cool, I'll get it there, too, you know? But if we find something on, like, you know, that format on DVD, she's fucking collecting HD DVDs. Yeah, I bought some HD DVDs, just... <laughs> well, and also, I, I am getting more into the the actual collecting right. part of it, rather yeah. than, you know, just the, I need well, it. Don't make me stop you. I'm all about it. So, <laughs> she came home with, like, 30 movies, plus that stack. Right. You know what pisses me off, though, is... I've always I'm like, hated- great, I gotta do this fucking thing for the fucking haul. Mm-hmm. The video's gonna be like an hour and a half long. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Oh, what I hate is I've always hated VHS. Like, even when I met you and you had all those VHS tapes and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. what a bunch of crap. Imagine my surprise and seeing now, you pick up three. Yeah, and now I'm like, well, I built the wall and now I'm like, I need more VHS. And of yeah. course, I'm out there. Lo- the, no one has VHS anymore. Well, if you it's guys haven't gone. been paying attention, Christina's in charge of all the like, mostly in charge of uh, doing Instagram, Instagram reels, uh, the stories. She does the fleets. She does... What else do you do? I do the visual stuff is what I do. She does a lot of that stuff, but she's really good at it. I'm terrible at it. Thanks. And I, I try. I do yeah. put an effort. I mean, some of it's crappy, but you know, whatever. I have to try. Yeah. I, th- I think you do a good job. And I have fun. I yeah. like doing it. It's, it's fun. fun. It's celebrating it. It's what I, why I like to do this podcast is to celebrate horror. Right. So thank you. There we go. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. Uh, what did you do? Uh, so I last night had a huge uh, interview with the cast. I had, we had like the, the producer, two, the two directors, two of the cast or three of the, the uh, actors and actresses in the movie of Making Monsters. That will be going up tomorrow for you guys are listening to this on Monday. So Tuesday, you guys will 
see that how awesome it was. These people are great. Like I had such a good time. Like even after we were done, I was saying goodbye, and then uh, Jonathan uh, and I hung out for like another forty-five minutes, just drinking and talking about ghosts and like all kinds of shit in his house and stuff. Because he was like, "I don't like to talk about it." He's like, "In here." He's like, "I don't want to know if it's in here." He's like, "That's scary shit." <laughs> right. I'm so glad I got to see the movie too, because I didn't originally watch the movie with right. you. And what so. did you think? Tell people. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I like the story. I like the story a lot. It's just different. Right. It's really it different. And to see an independent level do that well, mm-hmm. it's really something that should get a light shined on it. They were really, really, really awesome people, man. And you guys are going to love the fucking interview. It's like an hour wait. long. I can't wait to see it. You're putting it on YouTube? Yeah, I'm going to put it up on YouTube. I'll probably decorate it up a little bit to make it look nice, you know, kind of theme it around uh, making monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I, I really... I hope you guys check it out because it just, it to me is like the epitome of like what making films is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and why I love film so much, you know, mm-hmm. and, and hearing all the stories behind it and how it got made. It's just, it was great, man. We had such a fucking blast. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So I got a little too drunk. Me and Jonathan kept drinking, hitting it hard afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking dude, I went to bed at like 830 and I probably slept in today until about 7.30. So I slept uh, for about 11 hours, but I woke up like every fucking two hours. Yeah, and you fucked up my schedule. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, she had, she got up at 11.30 this morning, <laughs> last night. Yeah, I got up at ah! 11.30 and I couldn't go back to bed. Because my dog's used to me taking him out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I even, when I went to bed, I was just so drunk, I was like, Oh, this is really early. I was like, I'll just lay down for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I was out. <laughs> I don't even know if I had the cover on me. Did I? I don't know. I have no idea. Because I woke up like four or five times. <laughs> I, f- I feel like shit today, guys. I'll be honest. <laughs> so you won't be doing... I won't be doing the horror shot today because I am just, just like... Me. It's just this one of those things. I know hair of the dog. I do. I used to do this shit all the time. You're now that I'm older, yeah, you're not twenty. It, it fucking hits me like a ton of fucking bricks. But yeah, I think it might be that time. What time is it? It's horror shots, dude. Oh, okay. Horror shots. You fucking throw me off. The fuck? You get so mad at me when I do it. Oh, uh, well, yeah, because, like, I <laughs> I got to run this ship. You're jerking the wheel out of my hand. <laughs> That's different. If I jerk this ship, we're good. So we're going to be doing a shot based around the movie Benny Loves You. And you want to know what? how much hard work we had to come together to figure out the name of this shot? It's called A Benny Loves You. That's Thank all. you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well, that's all he says. That's what the team much, came so. together with. <laughs> so we came up with the uh, ingredients for this. Actually, came together pretty quick. Uh, if you've seen the movie, it's a killer doll. Okay, so the killer doll is like basically like Elmo. He's red, but he's got like a sort of an orangish kind of look to it. So we were trying to lean that kind of way, but it didn't really turn out that way. So we just added ingredients that we thought would be in a Benny loves you. So Christina. Why don't you tell us what's in a Benny Loves You? Of course, we have our our key ingredient of all of our horror shots, 99 bananas. Yes, that's a big one. (laughs) It is. And then... 
It's a third. It's a third, and then a third of triple sec. Right. You know, because it's orange. Right. And then a third of red grenadine. But you put that on last. Yeah. And you let it sit for a while because the grenadine will float to the bottom. It will not, you do not want to mix this shot. It looks really cool. It does, it looks really cool. So it will have a nice after, uh, uh, effect. A taste, I would assume. I don't know. I'm going to try it. Now, before you, before you, do these ingredients she forgot you're supposed to rim it with the sugar oh, yeah. you you put a sugar rim around it so all you have to do is just basically take a wet paper towel rub the top of your shot glass in the paper towel so it's wet and then dip it in sugar and it'll have a rim around it simple as that then you put your ingredients in and say benny loves you here i go you're supposed to swallow it, not just let it sit in your I know, mouth. I was tasting it. Oh, it's pretty. I can taste every ingredient <laughs> individually. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's weird. I would recommend this. Yeah? I would recommend this, yeah. Okay, well, we're supposed to recommend all of them, or we wouldn't make them. But, you know, we kind of fly by I the would, seat of our I pants around that. here. No. <laughs> no. Hey, fucking, of, of all the times, like, literally, by the way, if you're listening, Josh... From Bloody Good Film Podcast. Listen here, buddy. Why'd you have to pick the worst shot we've done in, like, fucking <laughs> years to do? I was like, why would he pick well, this one? Well, we didn't one? really give him any ideas. He did ask. I know. But I was glad that he did it. But it's like, that's not a lasting... That's not going to make him come back. Whatever. Didn't he have to do mashed potatoes and I, Mountain Yeah, Dew? I didn't even get to listen to that episode yet. Because, <laughs> like, they had made a bet, like... Who would, you know, win? It would be Kong or Godzilla. And I was like, they never make movies where there's a winner. So both of them probably did it. <laughs> I mean, technically, I mean, one of them did kind of fuck the other up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I definitely am curious to check it out. If you guys aren't familiar with them, you should check them out. They're good buddies of ours. So uh, they just started up and, and could use a lot of love. So if you haven't listened to them, they're a, a fucking blast. So, but it's time. If you would like to take a Benny loves you, <laughs> all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section. Now that's it for horror shots, right guys? Time for killer kitties and killer bennies in this fucking <laughs> flesh. And potatoes of BGV's 234th episode that we're going to be starting right now. So we're going to kick it off in order of the movies that came out. Now, as I've already mentioned to you, Hell's Kitty came out in 2018, but technically it was a web series long before that from 2011 to 2015. Hell's Kitty is a horror comedy series based on the true life events of Nick, a Hollywood writer, and Angel, his possessed pussy. A very possessed pussy. Oh, my God. Kill me now. <laughs> So this is star, this is directed, written, and acted by lead star Nicholas Tana. He has directed a documentary called We Are Animals and another one called also, and another one called Sticky, a self love story. Oh my God. Kill, <laughs> kill me. I know, dude. Like, what the fuck? 
Anyway, so some of the cast in this movie, um, there is a lot of people in this movie, by the way. I'm just going to kind of go through this as quick as possible. I've got some of the movies that these people were in, but there is a lot of famous people in the movie. They just kind of make cameos throughout, so I thought it would be best just to mention all the cameos that are in this film, okay? We got Michael Berryman, who plays Detective Pluto, well-known for The Hills Have Eyes, Devil's Rejects, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Weird Science He Played a Mutant In, and in my science project, he also played a mutant in the high school, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. I, did, I forgot he, he was playing the role of that because he's so tall. Right. Uh, he also was in The Mummy and Saturday the 14th, Strikes Back, The Giver, and many more. It also has Adrian Barbeau, who plays Mrs. Carey. She was in Creep Show, The Fog, Argo, Escape from New York, Swamp Thing from 82, Cannonball Run, and Two Evil Eyes, plus many, many more. Also has John Franklin, who plays Isaiah, well-known for playing Isaac in Children of the Corn series. He was cousin in in both the Addams Family movies and Tammy and the T-Rex, Python, and many more. Courtney Gaines is in this movie. He plays Mordecai, also a Children of the Corn family member named Malachi in the original movie. He was the red-haired guy. Big, tall, red-haired guy. And he was in the a lot of other stuff, too. He was in The Burbs, Back to the Future, Camp I'm You Love, The Fun House Massacre, and many more. We also have Nina Hartley, who plays Mrs. Rommel, the Dom in this movie. Oh. She was the, she's actually a famous adult entertainer for plenty of porn movies and has even had a role in the Boogie Nights movie where she played William H. Macy's unfaithful wife. Huh. The one where he kills himself over, I think, in the movie. Oh, I don't even Spoiler remember. alert. Um... She was in such classics as <laughs> Horny Grannies Love to Fuck 13, The Case of the Cockney Cupcake, Backdoor Brides Part 3, Marital Bliss, and Blazing Mattresses. Unfortunately, I haven't seen any of those movies. Yeah, no, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I have never seen them. But she's been in a ton of stuff, and she even did some, like, you know how there was the famous Debbie Does Dallas movie? Right. She got to play Debbie Does, like, whatever, like a oh, couple parody ones. Detroit or something. <laughs> yeah, she's been in everything. I literally was, like, scrolling for a half hour, like, looking. You, you gotta admit, though, she has a banging body. Dude, for, for her, her age, age, she's fucking doing good. Yeah. Uh, Doug Jones is in this movie, of course. He is, uh, Father Damien, best known for his role in many of Del Toro's, D Guillermo Del Toro, by the way, movies as Abe Sapien for the Hellboy franchise, the two movies that he was in there. Plus, he played technically Abe Sapien in The Shape of Water. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Falling Skies, Mystery Men, Mimic, and tons of more. Uh, character roles that you probably didn't even recognize him in because he was just in a suit or something. Mm -hmm. So he really, I think, Abe Sapien, man, that is like really good shit. But Doug Jones is awesome. He's a big horror fan. Big horror uh, fan favorite, I should say. Uh, also, you got Lynn Lowry, who played the medium. She was in Shivers, Crazies from 73, I Drink Your Blood, Cat People, I Spill Your Guts, Sky Sharks, and many more. We even get Kelly Maroney in this film. She plays Esmeralda, the medium's sister. She was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Night of the Comet, which I always remember her from because she was the little girl with the Uzi mm -hmm. and the cheerleader outfit. Uh, she was in Chopping Mall, The Zero Boys, Exorcism at 60,000 Feet, and many more. We also have Dale Midkiff, 
who plays Rosemary Carey in one of the weirdest roles I would never expect to see Dale Midkiff in. He was the father in, or Lewis Creed in Pet Cemetery, the original Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery movie. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. And he was also in this TV show Time Tracks, The Crow Salvation, Love Potion Number 9, which was an odd, weird favorite of mine, by the way. Love Potion Number 9? I love that I don't movie. know. I haven't seen it in forever, and I've just been waiting to get it. Like, yeah, we when, need to get that. I don't know why. It's just one of those dumb movies, like romance comedies, that I like. Yeah, exactly. Um, He was also in Flight of the Living Dead. We also have Bill Oberus Jr., who plays Father Blatty. He was in Three from Hell, Circus of the Dead, Resolution, Scary or Die, The Chair, Death House, and a ton more. He's one of those actors that I think that if you gave him the right role, like, he's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. But he gets a lot of these, like, smaller budget film roles. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he was in Resolution, he was really good in that. He was the creepy yeah. guy who they were talking about the lost dog. He was like, I found this collar and I didn't know where to go. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, anyway, Bill Obers is a fucking a G. (laughs) So I couldn't find a budget on this. I'm sure it cost various (laughs) amounts of money. That wasn't a lot because it was a web series first. And then they took all of that and pieced it together for a movie. Christina, what did you think of this fine hell's pussy? I mean, kitty. I've never rolled my eyes so much in my entire life throughout this whole fucking movie. It's kind of the charm, though, isn't it? Oh, my God. If you like those slap stick like pussycat jokes this is totally the movie for you so it was weird i didn't realize this this was from 2018 which made no sense but since you said it was a web series from 2011 like okay that makes sense right because of the style it was done in 100%. so it is it's kind of sad it was it was a push back so far god that's story that was a big deal back in the so, day doing web series. So that's right. why they did it a lot. Cause a lot of independent places couldn't afford to do movies. So they were like, well, we'll just do YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So the story was just like all over the fucking place. It was so annoying. But again, since you mentioned it was a web series. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Right. It makes sense. I don't, I think how they put this together like this, I don't think it was a good idea. I think they should have approached it differently. Okay. For releasing it like this. Because it just, it's its really bad. Like, it really... You didn't like it. I didn't like it. And it kept refer- It kept doing bad references towards other movies, which right. is fine, but it was just so much. There was, right. It was like every single scene, they were referencing something, which makes sense in a miniseries. Like, totally makes sense. But in a long, formatted concept, like a movie, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work well for me. I really wish they would have like stuck to one story. I wish they would have played. I really wish they would have played off like the the satanic cat, like the cat being possessed by Satan, right? And the exorcism and like that kind of stuff. But really, I mean, fucking uh, the killer clowns from outer space was in this. I mean, like, yeah. Well, everybody wanted to be a part of it somehow. I don't know why, because I guess it was really popping at some point in time, twenty eleven. Uh huh. Must I don't know, but yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Give it a two. Really? Okay. Yeah, I really, I didn't, I was trying to think of stuff I liked, and it's not that, it's not much. Well, I may not be too far behind you there. <laughs> yeah, what I you mean, say? I mean, it's, it's hard, because it's like, if this was like my buddy's like, you know, hey, I made a fucking movie, like, you should check it out, it's ridiculous, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I would be like, oh my god, you're an idiot, you know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know this guy, uh. Uh, it's obviously done as like just to kind of take the piss out of a, you know, a joke. 
Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this, a lot of this movie is just really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like zany movies that just go for it, but and, and, and like really don't give a shit. You know, I've I've grew up on a lot of these films, especially when there was a lot of. Uh, I watched shot on video. You know, fucking movies that we've seen that are better than this right <laughs> ones that were like obviously like kids in their backyard making a horror movie kind of thing mm-hmm. you know but you know i kind of still it still has some charm i think if you are in that right mindset if you are an sov fan you might appreciate it mm-hmm. you know it's just silly um yeah it's silly it's it's like i said it is a popular web series the original title by the way was called my pussy's possessed and then they changed it to Hell's Kitty because it was just out of control. Yeah, that's out of control. It's based on his own personal experience with his real life cat, Angel, who did, uh, you know, star in this whole web series and then even in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was a big animal lover. You know what I mean? So he decided to make the, the, the series as this fun independent thing. And a lot of people jumped on while he was doing it. Hence why you see so many horror actors in this one movie. Because it's like, it's like the death house of fucking, mm-hmm. which death house was like where they were trying to get the, uh, oh, yeah. the horror expendables thing going. Right. And it's like, guys, it didn't work just out. Just because you have everybody who's in the fucking, you know, fan favorite fucking horror people doesn't mean that the movie's going to be good. In right. fact, a lot of times when you see, I see that, I'm like, ooh. Right. You know, this might not be good because they, you know, it's usually just off the top. They just do it in, in like a day of shooting. Um, which is kind of what it seems like they did here. Yeah. It's thrown together and you got to admire that somebody actually went out and did something because to me, that's better than, you know, anybody who just shits on a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like fuck those people. So I have respect for these kind of movies, but I have to be completely honest. I was not really into this movie. No matter how many fucking fan favorite fucking horror film people were in this movie, no matter how well intentioned it was, uh, no matter how I knew it was taking the piss out of everything, it just wasn't that good. Right. You know? Like I still appreciated that it got something done. And that's, that's more to be said than what most people do in their lives. Right. Most of y'all motherfuckers sit on your couch and talk about how you could do something better, but then never do it. So, you know, at least, mm-hmm. at least they tried. But, you know, it, it just, the thing about it that bothered me was that it felt so choppy. And this is before I knew that right, it, was it was a web, a web series. series. When yeah. we popped this in, I bought it from Wild Eye Releasing. We got like four different fucking movies for like 20 bucks plus shipping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to watch these because I get in the mood for these silly movies sometimes. They remind me of like full moon movies from back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, but even, even those <laughs> are stronger than some of these. Uh, than, than this particular Elle's Kitty movie, to be honest, you know, mm-hmm. that's saying something. Um, but yeah, it just felt really choppy. And I was like, why does this feel so all over the place? Like there was like random scenes thrown in, like all of a sudden someone's sucking on someone's foot. And I'm like, yeah. ugh, that's just disgusting to me. I don't know why. I mean, no, no kink shaming here. It has nothing to do with that. I just feet are gross to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if any of you have been wanting me to suck on your toes, well, you just found out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Shucks. It's, it's super indie. It's, it's a very 
just go out and shoot the fucking thing kind of approach to filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It, it just, you know, there's no concern on whether or not it was going to land with the jokes. It seems like they just did it to do it and sort of have fun and honor his cat at the same time. So, you know, it's a very specific film for a very specific person who just wanted to do something. If you can look at it that way, I think you might find some value in it. But if you look at it as like, oh, I want to watch this really funny comedy, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And there is some fun stuff in it. We did laugh. Mm -hmm. But if you can think of any cat joke that would ever. Cat in the bag. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the uh, cat out of the bag was one of the ones that we were like, oh, literally, literally, like they literally just Frankenstein put it in a cat in the bag just for that joke. Mm-hmm. And there was no context as to why it was in the bag. It, it just was thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, everything. Absolutely. Any. What are those puns? Yeah. Are those, I mean, yeah, every single I, fucking cat pun. I can get into that. But when the whole movie is basically that. It, it's, <laughs> it's a it's, little too much. It, it is. It does test your strength. Well, I guess you could do a drinking game to it. You know? Oh, no, you would be dead. <laughs> you would die. Literally within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Right, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not trying to shit all over this movie. You know, if you're not used to this kind of approach in filmmaking, there is a lot of really bad jokes that will make you roll your eyes. It's intentionally done this way. They know that it's a bad movie. They just wanted to make something fun and see what they could do. Mm-hmm. And it turned into something that a lot of people wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously it did well enough and had a lot of people watching it. And I almost think that it's probably better viewed as a web series than right. a movie. And there's a lot of extra footage that you didn't see in the movie that was in the web series. Oh, really? And a lot of different people that were in it as well. Oh, that's So they strange. had to trim it down. So, but if you're, if you don't mind, an exercise in how many cat jokes you can squeeze into this motherfucker, then I would stay clear of it. Please. <laughs> it's hard for me to really rate this movie, honestly. Is it good? No. <laughs> Is it gory? Eh. No. Sometimes it's just gross and stupid. But stupid. I still, for a movie of this nature, it still pulls off something. And I would give it, I've seen worse movies that are way boring. Oh, well, of course. When when I when I can't watch the movie and finish it, then that that's a lot worse. So I would say this is a three right. out of ten. Right, just a three. Right, <laughs> no, I'm barely making it. But there are going to be a group of people out there that will probably give this movie like a six uh, or yeah. seven, and it may be their favorite fucking movie. But for me, I have to be honest. I can be only so nice. Those people probably really like pussy <laughs> jokes. You mean? No, I'm just going to leave it like that. (laughs) That's what we're going to do for the rest of the time. Well, someone's going to get mad at you for it. Yeah, maybe I do like pussy, huh? They wouldn't (laughs) like this movie. That's all this movie is. I don't know. You know, it's not for me. It may be for you. I've seen better independent films that have gone for it than this. Right. In this sort of style, you know, that are just more entertaining Mm -hmm. and funnier. And, you know, I don't know. I wish him well. I will say <laughs> that cat, that cat, yeah. that was a pretty damn cute cat. Well, they were spraying it with a water bottle. I was like, how much are they getting away with it in this fucking movie? Is that considered torture? Or, you know? <laughs> Cause some people get fucking triggered over shit like that. Right. You're like, Oh, I sprayed my cat with a water bottle. You what? <laughs> I'm going to call the animal control on you. I'll be serious. I mean, I don't know. Is oh, it, know. is it animal torture? I mean, like, 
People it's smack not- their cats and shit, and that's kind of dumb. So, because it's like they do their own fucking thing. People do get. So I, I, it's like hot here right now. Yeah. And I have to pick up Murray to take him across the street to the grass to go to the bathroom, right? Because you really, technically, you shouldn't be walking your dog in this heat. Right. Which, which is why I pick which him up. There's and carry so many him. fucking idiots out there and that do that. Dude, but people driving by will like glare at me. And I'm like, I'm like, I pick him up. I pick him up. No, they're probably glaring at you because they're probably waiting, waiting to see if you leave the shit on the fucking thing, which we're the ones that pick up everybody. Everybody else's, else's shit. Which is fine. No, no, they glare at me because my dog. Let me just there. tell you something. You have a fucking pet, and you can't fucking put a bag in your hand and pick up their <laughs> shit. Go. You're a fucking garbage human. Okay, um, okay. So there's a lot of old people who can't. I don't give bend a shit. Get a fucking pick stick. Up their shit. Kick the log into a fucking bag. <laughs> whatever you got to do. Pay somebody to come with I you. I don't care. I don't. <laughs> Fuck old <laughs> <Let's> people. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pick their shit up, then you need someone else to take care of That's your dog. Okay. I'm just saying. You gotta calm down. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That is not. That's not normally why there's dog shit I on know, the ground, Christina. I've out, seen but... people fully able to I fucking know. do it. This I know. isn't we some ableism the thing. We see them in the back. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, so how did we just got into dog shit and yep. we were talking about cats. Animal abuse. Oh, we're doing a, a fucking review. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, shit. Do we have to talk about this movie now? Fuck. Yeah, we got some trivia on this movie, Christina. God. Oh, there's trivia? Fuck. Well, first of all, um, if you don't want anything spoiled from this amazing experience that we had, uh, you can pick this movie up at Wild Eye Releasing. It is also on Tubi TV for free. Yes, for free. With commercials. Yeah, with commercials. And you'd probably want the commercials, trust me. <laughs> you might need to break every now and then. Your eyes are going to get tired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to check it out there, I, I, maybe maybe we're wrong. You know, I don't mean to sound like a dickhead. We're just trying to be funny. But, yeah, we are. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. Uh, a lot of this info that I got for, for the trivia, by the way, is from a podcast called Without Your Head Podcast. I'll include a link in the information of this uh, episode. So I urge you guys to go out and check this video out. I watched it on YouTube. Support other people in the horror community because this was a really good interview and it gave me a lot of information. So I didn't give it all. I didn't, you know, just rip everything off. Just some of the basic stuff. Okay. (laughs) Give them support, though, and tell them I sent you. Okay. Uh, but this was a web series, like I mentioned. He had always kind of planned for it to be a feature film in some regard, like he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He just didn't know if he could pull it off. So so he had to hire a couple of editors to edit this up because he didn't want to be attached to it because he it's like killing your darlings. Right, right. Because he knew that, you know, he couldn't have a five-hour movie right. about a fucking hell kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was like, all right, I got to get some guy. Who would like to do it? And then the guy he first hired was like somebody that was like way into the show and loved it and mm-hmm. didn't couldn't sacrifice anything. And then everything had to be in there. Oh. And he was like, so I had to let him go and get somebody else that was like further away from the material mm-hmm. and could look at it with like uh, somebody who's a casual person coming in. Right. And kind of organize it in a way that would make sense. And so he thinks he did. They did a good job. And, and maybe they did because I've never seen the web series. Right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Um, I could see how they were trying with, uh, you think he, he's talking to a therapist and right. he's talking, they have a narration kind of thing right. in the middle. So I could see they were trying to piece it as it went. Well, I think, I think that might've been in the web series too, but he didn't have the final episode for the web mm-hmm. series because he wanted to end it his own way without anybody knowing. Oh. Do you understand what I mean? 
So for the feature film is how it ended. Oh, okay, I see. But there is stuff that's in the web series that you wouldn't see in the movie that mm-hmm. you benefit from going right. to see the web series, mm-hmm. just as there is no ending to that, so mm-hmm. it benefits you to watch the movie. Okay, that Understandable? makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Now, in a way, I almost feel like this would be like the better way to watch the the whole fucking thing. Anyway, is just the web series, right? Just me too. In small doses at a time because it was just a little too much. Yeah, it was. It was all over the place. Like I said, choppy. It felt choppy mm-hmm. for normal movie watchers. It is a little choppy. I'm sure they did a bang up job of trying to make it into a feature film like right. this, but it still shines through somehow. You know what I mean? It still rolled my eyes really hard. Oh yeah, of the course. Whole time. By the way, Michael Berryman was the first person to kind of open that door for all these other people to come through. He had gotten him to do this, like, small role. He liked pets, and uh, he thought the material was funny. Mm-hmm. And so he thought, you know, I'll come in and I'll do this. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so when he did, he got other people interested in what he was doing, and they wanted to be a part of it. And soon he started getting agents hitting him up going, how do I get a part of this pussy thing? <laughs> Like, I want a part in your Hell oh, Kitty. Oh, God. They wanted to just, you know, sometimes just being seen is better than... Right. So it's important that you get that kind of thing. And plus, it's, people just like to be creative, you know? And right. They just want to be a part of stuff. Right. So, but that's how it took off. Mm-hmm. He had to rewrite stuff just to fit everyone in because he kept getting so many people. Mm-hmm. Which was, he was, like, hugely honored. Um which makes me feel bad. Like, I should like this more than I do. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, everyone that's involved, including the guy who created it, are all cool. Right. But I just didn't like it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Nicholas Tana, the guy I'm talking about, the creator, mm-hmm. he made this off of real experiences, like I mentioned. He actually had a cat named Angel. And this was his cat in the web series and in the movie, mm-hmm. who passed away literally a year later. Oh, God. She got sick. Uh, a week oh. after he stopped filming. What? And it was almost like she was, he said, it was almost like she got sad that she wasn't filming anymore. Oh. And she got sick and something with her lymphoma. Oh. And which is a big thing with cats. Yeah. Like yeah. Leukemia, lymphoma. Right. Stuff like that. Uh, so I feel for him, you know. Yeah. It makes me think of Suspiria. Our right. Our cat that I fucking, they wanted to kill. From the first few weeks she fucking was alive, I was just like, I can't kill a kitten, dude. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. <laughs> so I feel for the guy, but he said that the day that she passed a year after this uh, was finished filming and stuff, mm-hmm. that there was fires in oh, Los Angeles. in Los Angeles or whatever, oh. in Hollywood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next day after she died, the rain came and washed it all away. Oh my god! So he was like, "Wow, that was like kind of significant, kind of like wow, crazy." Oh, now that's deep. Now, like I said, that cat—that was a cute cat. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it was totally like a film. He said that she was cat. a real bitch to other fucking women, women that he would yeah. try to date. The lady that was in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. the first one that he has come in, mm-hmm. is exactly the experience that he had. Oh wow! With the girl, except you know, he put more right. blood and stuff on her to make it seem more. Oh yeah, dramatic. Right, but right. they—that was actually his ex. Like they dated <laughs> for a little while. Uh, so she came back in to just just relive. to do this thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I thought that was cool. That is cool. 
Um, well, your cat was like that too because yeah, she didn't like it. She she peed she peed on me. Ah, you want to tell the story? Okay. Yeah. Well, you went on tour. You were out on for tour. my band. So I was taking care. Well, we had just moved in together, and I was taking you know care of the animals. Right. And she, in the middle of the night, she came. She squatted down on my leg, and she fucking she stared her in the she eye. She peed on my leg. She was pissed that he was gone, and she took it out. She on was me. like, "Where the fuck is my dad? You stupid <laughs> bitch." <laughs> She really, yeah, that was. It was she loved up. you though, like more than any nah, other, any not, other. Not more than you. Yeah, it but was I'm just, all about you. I'm saying more than any other person that ever came close to her. Right. Well, like she for had females because she liked men. She did not like females. It's because I fed her and I changed her litter. That's yeah, why. It's hard not to be nice to someone like that. Right. You could have just let her starve. I could have. After her pissing on you. Right. I really could have. Just a bang on the closet, tire in there. Bitch. I'm just kidding, guys. We're just fucking around. We loved her to death. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, there was another scene that was supposed to be in this, and, uh, and you know the song at the end, Chainsaw Kitty. Was that for this movie? Yeah. As a matter okay. of fact, he helped write it. He kind of uh-huh. came up with a basic, he's in a band. He's been in bands. Uh-huh. He's from Connecticut, and uh-huh. he has done a lot of music and stuff like that. But he just kind of came up with the gist of it and then gave it to this other guy who kind of, mm-hmm. like, finished up the song and, like, pieced it together to kind of, like, make this own thing. It was an okay song. Lou Ferrigno was supposed to be in there where he turns into the Hulk and then fights mm-hmm. the cat, and they didn't put it, they didn't have it. Like, I don't know why it didn't happen, that- but he said it didn't happen. Uh, I thought Lou Ferrigno, he doesn't like doing the Hulk. He'll go to conventions and stuff, but I thought. Well, then maybe that's like, why. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe that is why. I thought he hated. But I think he wanted to have it. him in there, and he wrote that as, and it didn't work out. So then they mm-hmm. they were gonna have the cat have chainsaw hands, and like <laughs> try to cut up like the Hulk. Oh, that's funny. Right. So yeah. that's that got cut out, and then they just used the song and peppered it in throughout the whole mm-hmm. web series, I guess. And then it's at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. So I urge you guys to go check out the Without Your Head podcast on YouTube. Give them some love for doing the work for us. Appreciate your support. We thank you for getting that information. And it was a really good listen, too. I wanted to listen to more, but I didn't have time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Christina, so you want to talk about some of your favorite or mind-blowing scenes that you hated? I will say, okay, so when the killer clown shows up, which is like, it, that had to have been the exact oh, killer clown. It was, yeah. Yeah, you could tell. I did enjoy the fight that ensued between the clown and the cat because then all of a sudden the cat had laser eyes. Dude, I thought the clown was going to pop though. Why didn't the clown pop? Yeah, maybe they just Because you know when they the scratch the nose, they spin around and they pop right. into confetti. Right, that's right. Yeah, so maybe he was like, I just don't want to clean up all the confetti. <laughs> maybe because it seemed like they were filming it in his apartment. Right. Like yeah. it's probably like really lived there. And then one of the other, I'll skip a little bit ahead here, but so the, the priest comes, right? That was kind of funny. Yeah. There was a couple parts in there. The- yeah. Well, it's stupid. It's stupid, but I'm going to mention it. So a priest comes to, you know, do an exorcism on the cat and they're sitting there talking. It's Doug and Jones he- and Bill Oberis, by the way. Yeah. That's, as priests. That's right. And they were talking about books or something. And he asked, are you a bibliophile? That's people who likes books. And he's like, no, I like pets. So I must be a pedophile. I mean, it's kind of close to how it was. But he's like, oh, I see you like pets after that Biblio thing. Right. He's like, oh, I see you like pets because there's a picture of Angel on the wall behind him. And he was like, yeah, that's why you're here pretty much. And he's like, ah, well, you could consider me a pedophile. And they're like, that's not how you say it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just thought it was... Oh my god, it was so stupid. Yeah, but seeing Bill Oberus say it was kind of like, oh my god, dude. So stupid. As a priest, too, he said that one. Yeah, I know. They were the like one of the higher spots, I think, in the movie, though. Mm-hmm. Like, for funny, because like, Doug and him were pretty funny. And yeah, they were pretty back and forth. the exorcism forth. part. Yeah, that see, that was a funny part. They, they didn't write the material, they just acted right. it, you know? Right. So, it's like... But then you get into the children of the corn part, and oh that was just—that was just oh, it was just like oh my god. Yeah, that that was too much. It was, it was cringy. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Even the Kelly Maroney stuff with the the, the who was played the sister in Night of the Comet, mm-hmm. who was with the Lynn Lowry from Shivers, right? With the, the pretty girl from Shivers, right? With the real like eyes. You know, like she, they, they didn't have good back and forth. Dude, there was two. bad lighting. You could even see yeah, Kelly Maroney's face. I was like, what is going yeah, on? They did not make that those ladies look good. I know. Like, I was like, was dude, you got some fucking royalty here. You might want to fucking put a light yeah, on him. Yeah. And I'm sure that he was like, well, we're trying to make it mysterious. Yeah, because it's a seance and shit. Yeah, but it just did not work. No. I was like, what is going on? I can't even tell what she's. If she's yeah. mad or like, all I can hear is her voice. Mm-hmm. It was like they put light behind her, but they didn't think about putting light on her face. Right. It was weird. It was weird. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so it's like this whole story of him going back and forth and having to deal with this fucking cat. And like his buddy's like, oh, I got somebody that might be able to help you. And that's when he has that porn star fucking come over and starts dominating him. Fucking Nina Hartley. Right. And she's like trying to dom him and like, I forget she got killed or something like that, didn't she? By the cat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cat attacked her, but they didn't really show anything. Was there the, there's those two girls that come over too when his buddy has like for Valentine's Day or something like that. Do you remember that? Yes, because they kept hinting towards a threesome. Right. Well, they had the, va- they, they, yeah, his buddy brings over two girls for Valentine's Day and they party and get shit faced. One of the worst party sequences I've ever seen in a fucking, in a movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Totally not believable. Just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. His buddy leaves with one of the girls, and then she reappears beside his bed out of the out of the blue for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to get him to have sex with her, and while the girls and the other girls in the bathroom, and then she's like, "Well, I thought we could share or something like that." He's like, "I'll be right back." And then the car and the cat sort of slips in and cuts the girl in the face or on her ankle or something like that, and she freaks and leaves while the other girl is like. She had already mentioned that she was into pain. Right. And he was like, uh, I'm not into pain. And he's like, that's cool. I'll be right back. You know? <laughs> but like, she's like, porno music comes on and she's like, oh yeah, fucking scratch me, fucking pussy. <laughs> like, give it to me and blood's just spraying the wall. It was stupid. It was funny, dude. I it thought was it was stupid. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it's not the funniest thing. It's just, Silly. Stupid. I was like, I can't believe they're doing this right now. Like, this is going way... Too far. I don't know. Whatever. We forgot to mention, like, when Bill Oberus and Doug Jones do the exorcism, Bill Oberus chokes on a fucking hairball from hell. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was stupid, too. It's like... Oh, it's just a hairball. What the fuck is happening right a hair, now? A hairball from hell. And then Doug Jones gets pussy carved on his chest. Right. After he gets burned up. Stupid. By the cat. Stupid. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> keep naming them off. <laughs> I keep rolling my eyes. 
there was this other scene where this girl comes back, and I guess she got her face fucked up or something, I guess, infected from the cat, like, biting her. And she was like, well, my acting career's over her now, and I can't fucking do anything. And she looks like she's dying. <laughs> and she's like, suck on my toes and tell me how much you like it. And he's just like, eh. and then And then she's like, act like you fucking love it. And points a gun at him, and then he starts licking it like crazy, and she mm-hmm. kind of gets turned on by it. And I'm like, Ugh. I don't even know who that lady was. I think she it was just, the like, chick from the first, from the first one, from the first, the girl he first met. She got struck oh. on, the, she got scratched on the face, and he got infected. Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. It was like all over the place. It is all over the place. You didn't know like if they're going backwards or forwards or. It is a little confusing. There was a lot coming at me. I mean, the only mainstays in the show were the the neighbor friend, the neighbor guy who, for some reason, never got scratched by the cat because he was a guy. Maybe. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. But they never really even approached that. They never even explained that. Right. And and if this cat keeps killing everybody and you're suspected, why are you going to invite people over? To his right, house. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? And Grant, it's a stupid movie. We're taking it too serious. I understand, <laughs> like, we're being picky in particular, but, you know, we like stupid movies. Yeah, like, right, exactly. So, I mean, like, but there, there ba- are good and bad stupid movies. There's boundaries, Alex. There's <laughs> boundaries, okay? Yeah, Christina's on a new level of fucking hate <laughs> right now. Like, she's mad that she had to watch it. I'm pretty mad I had to watch it. <laughs> I thought it'd be a little bit more, like, cheesy, you know? I don't know. It's okay. It's just, you know, the end, like, the end, it wraps around. Beginning of it is, like, him in a van with all these girls that are dead around him. And he's like, so, maybe I should explain what happened. And so, at the end, like, all these girls come to the cemetery as he's mourning his ex-girlfriend. And they're like, they made a fucking uh, Night of the Living Dead joke in there. Mm -hmm. They're coming to get you. Remember? And then it, mm-hmm. and then like the medium said that. Right. She's like, you let my sister die. And then she repossesses the cat because somehow, and this is the part that like blew me away before all of this, before they get to the cemetery, Rosemary Carey was a person who he was dating previous, who is played by Dale Midkiff. She put a spell on him because he was too into his cat and she wanted to kill his cat and so she made him forget who she was and was going to kill the cat so that she could just you know swarm in there and get the guy no she was going to kill the cat and then be with him but then she realized there could always be another cat or something like that so she kills herself and decides to slip herself into the cat and she's been inside the cat the whole time makes total sense and so then the other cat the real his his real angel comes back for a time and saves the day and kills Rosemary's Carrie, which is played by Dale Midkiff, who does this sort of like, what do we call it? What did I call him? Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard uh, kind of performance, you know, like mm-hmm. where he's like wearing a top hat and like fucking like uh, Chicago style fucking like musical going on. Mm-hmm. They have a musical in the middle of this fucking movie. Of course they do. Which for the finale, pretty much. And then, because the medium dies, the sister, Kelly, played by Kelly Maroney, she curses the cat back to be fucking evil, and it kills all the girls in the van at the end. Yay. <laughs> it's like, guys, we understand movies don't always have to make sense, but it was just... Pretty bad. It was just a rough watch a yeah. little bit. I mean, if it was, like, somebody that was just, like, my friend, I would just be like, you know, like, 
you don't make movies. I know, but check this out. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's check it out. And it might be my favorite thing, but I, I was just expecting a lot more from it. I right. expected it to be stupid. I right. just expect, I've seen movies that are like this that are way better. Mm-hmm. You know, they have actual stories right. that connect. But I think it's pretty cool that he was able to arrange all these people to be in his web series for yeah. one of the most, like, this is literally like one of the biggest fucking you know horror <laughs> fucking combo of people to be in a movie mm-hmm. you know if you think about it yeah that makes sense so we do have another movie thank god <laughs> it's called benny loves you and christina did the work on this one benny loves you from 2019 jack a man desperate to improve his life throws away his beloved childhood plush benny it's a move that has disastrous consequences with Benny springs to life with deadly intentions. The tagline is, hell hath no fury, like a Teddy scorns. Yeah. Hilarious. I think I've heard that before, but... (laughs) So this was written, directed, and starring as Jack is Carl Holt. Yeah, he also did the CGI in it, by the way. Oh, and he did the CGI. Yeah. Um, He also wrote and directed a film called Negative Image from 2011. And he did a segment on the pandemic anthology from 2020. I don't know if it, it, the negative image, I don't know if it was a film. He might have just oh, it helped been short? somehow because helped. He, this is his first feature film. Benny Loves You oh, is his first my- feature film. So there's no way a negative image. That it, oh, okay. All right. Also starring Claire Cartwright, who plays Dawn. Uh, she was in the Esha trilogy, Book of the Dead. Esha trilogy, Book of the Dead. It's an anthology. It's yeah. an anthology. Um, Soul Jacker from 2015 and Rufal Warrior, also starring James Parson, who plays Ron. Um, he's an actor uh, known for Truth Seekers and Partner in Crime. And Lydia Howerhand, who plays Tara. Uh, she was in Inmate. Zero, that zombie movie. That I reviewed, actually. Yeah, did you really? Yeah, I, I got I a lot of fucking people on YouTube that comment on that all the time. Oh, wow. Uh, she was also in Sunset Dreams and a movie called Infected. Affected. Affected for 2011. <laughs> Alex, what did you think of Benny Loves You? Benny Loves You! Well, so I was expecting a lot from this movie. I kind of went in with high-end expectations. Mm-hmm. Because Jason from Sinister Cinema Reviews said it was one of the best comedies of the year. Um, and I had a lot of people that agreed with him. Now, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I actually really enjoyed it. And I think for stupid movies that are kind of on the upper echelon of that kind of thing, that are done on an independent level, this was shot by three people, by the way. Okay? Wow. Three people made this movie. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And for three people to make a movie like this... And it to look kind of like really good as far as CGI goes and like all the effects that they did in this movie Mm -hmm. and how it was written. I mean, yeah, it's still written in that way of those kind of like schlocky indie films that you would get the POV films and stuff like that. But it's still got that like sort of like writing, you know, like flawed sort of writing. And then, you know, the acting is a little over the top and, Uh you know, silly and just kind of ridiculous. It's not anywhere based in reality whatsoever. But there is a lot of really creative ideas and the things that they pulled off in order to do it was really cool. Mm -hmm. It also reminded me of a movie called Toys of Terror Uh because he kept that sort of sweet innocence of the toys instead of making them into these really dark fucking creatures that are scary looking. 
like demonic toys, they intentionally look scary. Right. These are supposed to be happy toys Mm -hmm. that are killing you while they're laughing Mm -hmm. and childlike. So I like that dynamic. I think it worked in Toys of Terror. I think that's what made it stand out. Right. It's not my favorite film I've ever seen, but I loved what they did in the film. And I thought the CGI in that film, they did good. Mm Mm-hmm. This film blows the CGI in that movie out of the fucking water. I agree. Like, holy shit. Granted, he had a lot more well-lit situations, so he had talked about how he planned to make sure that he could make it work with the lighting and stuff like that. So a lot of the scenes that you see are very well-high-lit situations. Mm -hmm. So Toys of Terror, on the other hand, didn't. So they had to do shading, and that's always hard, and... All this other stuff. So I'll give that the benefit of the doubt, you know. But what he did here is making the doll run like you would if a child was making the doll run. Right. And it's fucking great. It, I thought it was great, too. I thought, like, how he did that and, like, the jokes in this, they weren't all great. They all weren't winners, but they all weren't bad either. Like, mm-hmm. like they were, like, like you know, mid-range jokes, mm-hmm. you know. But then there was some really funny stuff that they did in this movie that was make you laugh. Like, Benny would be, like, stabbing somebody in the head, like, and he'd be like, Benny, no. And he's like, Benny loves you. (laughs) (laughs) And he'd be like, no, get in the closet, Benny. (laughs) Benny loves you, though. (laughs) And he doesn't really have anything. And it sounds like when you're pulling the the string of a toy. So his voice is, like, very much like that. It's not doesn't sound like... Someone in the room, it sounds like a voice box. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was genius. I thought that was really good. A way that you can get around the very obvious flaws of a fucking fake toy doll coming to life and killing. Right. For this person's first feature film, um, I'd say this is a fucking slam dunk. Mm -hmm. I would probably give this movie a 7.5 or an 8 out of 10. Oh, wow. As far as these kind of movies go. And it's not my favorite film, and I'm probably more on the 7.5, but I'm so impressed with how they shot this movie and how well it was done that it's hard for me to give it a low score, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's these aren't the kind of movies that are for everybody, you know what I mean? Right. This isn't like Black Sheep. Like, that's over the top, but it still kind of is grounded in reality a little bit. Right. These are movies that are not grounded in reality Mm-mm. that, you know, you they have to kind of bring you into their world and show you the rules of this weird fake world. Right. So it's hard for me to, like, score this, but mm-hmm. I really think it's impressive. And I think 7.5 at least. And if you go into it with that kind of expectations, maybe it'll supersede it. Right. Or maybe you won't like it at all. So it just is really up to the up in the air if you just like tongue in cheek movies like this. I think this guy has some talent and I think that he should do more. So Yeah, it wasn't horror comedy gold. No. But I mean it was great. It, it was like horror comedy was, silver. It was like enjoyable if you needed a laugh. Right. Like it really was. But it was it was like you said, it was slapstick, it was cheeky. You know, mm. the jokes were like you know, Are they you were saying okay. that because it's a British film? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> I mean, I did. And then, like, I did have some problems with the movies. I did. I don't like that storyline of, like, a a 30-year-old immature male who's living with his parents and, his, you know, his parents died. I don't like those types of storylines. I, I think they're it, overdone. But I understand they're, like, trying to set it up because, I mean, it's an adult with What do you mean, what do you mean it's overdone? 
I just feel like it's been done before. Okay. I, I mean, I specifically can't pull pluck out a specific one, but I, I just. I mean, like maybe it. like the movie Dolls. Yeah. There was that guy that was like really into dolls, mm-hmm. and he liked them, and he had to like tone it down because like society didn't want him right. to like dolls, and he was too grown up, so he right. wasn't allowed See? to look like these kind of things. So yeah. I, guess, I guess I could see that. But I, but I understand. Cause it didn't bother me though. Yeah, if, well, it didn't bother me. I just didn't like it. I just didn't like the storyline. Um, there were, it was shot, like you said, about the special effects and it was shot really well and all that stuff. But oh my God, there were so many fucking montages in this movie. Like there was a lot of fucking montages. I mean, they were bad, but there was just like a lot. <laughs> One of the things that I keep thinking about is like how they added so much to the end of this movie. It has a really big third act. Yeah, it really does. And it's not like just half-assed. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, holy shit! There's like all these different other creatures and shit that there's like bringing into this movie. Yeah, they brought in another doll, and it's and- like it's that there's there's something really impressive uh, about that. Yeah, it's it's schlocky, but no more schlocky than something like demonic toys, mm-hmm. you know. And it actually has a little bit more class to it, mm-hmm. which I thought, you know, like oh yeah, it, how it, it looks, it's very more, it's much more classy. It yeah, and it would like it's not Chucky, you know. But again, I liked. How it it wasn't like dark, okay. And it's funny too because I wrote down Toys of Terror too because that totally reminded me. Yeah, I immediately was like, oh my god, this is this is better than Toys of Terror. But it totally, if you like this, you should watch Toys of Terror. I would have, I would say that they're close because I think Toys of Ter- Terror had more gore. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it did. Um, but I gave it a five. Really? So yeah. just really? Yeah, because I. It, it's just so, those things bothered me. The montages bothered me. I don't know why. I th- I don't know why either. I thought it was really ingenious what they did with this film, and I I got to give it credit where credits due because it, it definitely is doing a lot with so little, mm-hmm. and they made it look so polished and so the ideas that are in it for the budget that they had they executed well, and that's all you can really ask for in a movie. Is mm-hmm. like you know maybe these aren't fucking hollywood blockbuster fucking movies but you deal with what you got on the budget you can put together with the amount of people and they all worked on this movie for like five years right to have it come out so i don't know and when i get to the trivia you'll be like oh wow that guy's fucking awesome oh let's get to the trivia then well so you gave it a five i gave it a 7.5 so we're talking a 6.25 between the two of us i think that's low I don't know. I think people should check it out and, and give it a give it a shot. I say give it a shot. If you're not used to these kind of like tongue in cheek movies, you might not like it, but you might want to check it out because this one might prove you wrong. So we do have some trivia on this and uh, we'll talk about some of the our scenes and things that we have in this movie afterwards. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can rent this movie on Vudu and any of your digital distribution. It just got U.S. distribution. It's been out in the U.K. since 2019. So. They just now got the distribution two years later here in the U.S. So that tells you just how indie this is. <laughs> so, but here is your warning if you don't want anything spoiled. So, trivia. It's pretty interesting. They actually, apparently, he made a short film that had an Elmo doll running around and murdering people and just like killing him indiscriminately. Like, very different than what, you know, Benny loves you because Benny loves you is more of like, you know, him protecting, uh, Jack. The, right. the main character or whatever, because he's like his childhood friend and everything. I'll get right. into, I'll get into explain a little bit more what he was thinking in his mindset, but he was talking about doing a feature film for years. And he was like, dude, I'm 40 fucking years old. 
It's like, you know, I got money. I got, you know, we got the know-how. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can do all this shit. I'll just do it. We'll make a movie. And if it sucks, it sucks. If I don't, I don't. And that's what most of the fucking directors I've ever talked to will tell you. What advice would you give somebody? Get out and make a movie. Just do it. Yeah. Don't make a short. Don't do this. Go out and make a movie. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Whatever it takes. That's what they'll tell you. So it's kind of inspiring that he did this. And for his first feature film, I think he fucking blew it out of the water. Right. This movie did take a long time, that being said. He basically shot everything in 2014, and they took until 2019 on his computer to put it all together. Oh, wow. That's like five years. That's a long time. Right. But for one person doing all the CGI and it to look that good, mm-hmm. that's what Worth it takes. Worth it, yeah. So I'm sure the next film he does, I'm sure, you know, he, he really wanted to make this film to really kind of like maybe interest somebody else to say, hey, right, you know, if you gave me a team, we could make something even better. Right. So the practical effects in this movie is he found a guy who did the effects on other films and stuff like that. And after two weeks of them shooting, the guy had a nervous breakdown and like took all the money and ran. Really? Yeah. He didn't even show back up for work. That's weird. Ran off with all the money. They had a they had a real challenge then because like how are they gonna like make wounds and shit and like how are they gonna make people bleed and so a lot of it they ended up doing themselves. They had to hire a guy for like a fourth of what the other guy got mm-hmm. because they didn't have any money. It was like him, some other person, and his mom working on this film, dude. Wow. On set, so. But he he uh he just wanted to make the film more gory. But the other problem was that he was you know borrowing his friend's house to shoot in. And it's not like he can just spray blood everywhere all over his wonderful home and just be like, oh yeah, no big deal. Time. Yeah, he was like, there was times you know he'd be like, I was like, can we spray blood on this? He was like, yeah, as long as you paint it. Uh huh. So he did, you know, like he just whatever he could do, whatever he could get away with. He just didn't want to ruin the house. So it's you know right. these are the things you have to fuck deal with, you know. Right. When you do this kind of shit. So he said the main point of the film was that to really teach the the warnings of denying who you really are. So it's like, you know, warning you not to throw away your life just because somebody thinks you're not who they you should be. Right. So like this guy was a child like kind of guy. He kept a lot of his childhood memories around with him because he never grew up. And in the end, he learns to kind of be himself through this whole fucking thing. And that Benny, after he shoved him in a fucking box and threw him in the basement, letting him go, became his avatar, his subconsciousness fighting back mm-hmm. to be himself. Right. That makes sense. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It's like a res- repressed sort of subconsciousness. Because, you know, like a lot of the world will tell you, oh, you... You play fucking Dungeons and Dragons, you need to grow up, buddy. You know, like, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And now look at everybody. You got fucking Vin Diesel playing fucking goddamn fucking Dungeons and Dragons on fucking YouTube. Uh-huh. Or on national TV. <laughs> so, um. He is? He did, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. There's a show or something. I can't remember what it was called, but. Like he, on a network show? Or yeah, like I think on so. YouTube? I don't know. I can't remember. I just saw it on YouTube. Oh, okay. I know that that it was a big deal because it was all over the news and people were talking about like, oh, Vin Diesel's playing Dungeons and Dragons because only nerds play Dungeons and Dragons. Right. And a lot of that has changed since I was a kid. Right. Because when I was a kid, that was considered... The gateway to Satan is what that is. Right. That too. I mean, that was... Yeah. That was still going on when I was growing (laughs) up. Yeah. 
Oh, you got one of those Satan books, huh? <laughs> you better tell Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like people would just like put people down for playing with stuff, and now they still do, even now they're age. Now that the boomers are like dying, dying. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> now the 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 Gen X kids. Now that, it's okay. We can play video games. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and every generation gets a little bit more and more. Yeah. yeah. So, but Carl, the director and the creator and everybody who did the, everything on this movie, Carl said that he wants to make a real scary horror film next if he does another film. He hasn't written anything, but he wants to stay in horror. He loves the horror genre. Mm-hmm. He said it's just ripe with ideas. Right. You know, it's just full of like possibilities. And he wants something really dark and very simple like he did with Benny, but just serious this time, not Benny loves you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the trivia on that. What did you have uh, that you want to talk about? Well, it, it starts out pretty good, especially when the parents die. Yeah. They're throwing him a birthday party. And how they happenstance die. Yeah, with like all these events that Well, occurred. we should explain it. Because like uh, the father was bugging him to show him how to put a shelf on a wall, right? And he, right, he, didn't. he wouldn't do it because I guess he's lazy or whatever. So the dad puts the shelf on the on the wall with a little statue thingy, and he does it wrong. Yeah, right. Well, he bumped into the wall, and then the statue smashed his head open. Right? Well, he slips, he bumps into the wall, the statue falls and crushes his head, and then the mom comes in with a birthday cake and then trips. And she goes face first onto the hors d'oeuvres that have toothpicks in all of them and dies. <laughs> well, because of the toothpicks. That made no sense. But it yeah, was funny. I thought that was funny, though. Yeah, it was funny. Happenstance. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, one of the things that also, like, the very, very, very beginning was about a little girl who was bitching with her mom. Oh, yeah. And this is kind of like in the important thing, I guess, because really was he was trying, was like, kind of, I guess, goes with the message or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. This girl was just like throwing away her childhood toy because she got a new Barbie. Mm-hmm. And her mom was like, why would you throw your best friend away like this? The teddy bear. And this teddy bear comes to life. And this little girl's like a complete fucking brat cunt to her mom. <laughs> right. Like, it's bad. Right. Like, I wanted to punch her. She's like, I know you wrap my Barbie playhouse. So you should fucking give it to me. I was like, oh, man. I don't know how I would handle you. that child if that was like how they were talking to me. It would have never gotten to that point right. if I had a kid like that. You know what I mean? That's a spoiled piece of shit right there. Um, but her mom brings in her old te- teddy bear and she's like, why would you throw him away? She's like, he's stupid. I don't want that old bear. Her mom's like, you can't just throw away your friends like that. And then the, at night, the bear comes to life and murders her, painting the wall with blood saying, pretty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And and her mom finds her eyes gouged out in the closet, and Bear's like holding one of the eyes, <laughs> and she screams. And that's when the movie. Yeah, starts. that's when I guess in the movie. With the other thing that was really funny too is like how he was like describing like Jack's life. He was like, you know, other people have like families where their families die, and then they just have to grow up and be strong. Not me, not me. I still have my family, and they won't leave me the fuck alone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck jesus uh i mean his to be fair though his mom and dad are up his ass but you know what do you expect when you live at home at yeah, the age of 30, 35 yeah. 35 years of age and you still happen to have your fucking doll hanging Which, out I with mean, you 
that's fine. It happens. I moved back in with my parents like two times. It's, it's, but... yeah. He even said it was like overdoing it as far as the character story. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. He oh, was like, okay. he was, it was more about the, the, the telling of like not to change who you are kind of thing and how to get to that point with, with a doll, you know, <laughs> and an older man. So it's like kind of weird. Okay. Plus kids are a nightmare to fucking, um, to direct. Oh, I'm I sure. See. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do one for an entire movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This ain't no Home Alone. <laughs> you know. Well, I know that kid. We uh, the movie, the the seller movie we watched last. Oh week, yeah, yeah. He was the good. kid in that was really. He was good. smart. I'm though. sure there's there's good. You know, there's good acting kids out there. We know it that. is, but I'm just saying it's it's not easy. Like a lot of directors don't like doing it, right? Because they don't have the patience for kids. And they'll yell at them like like adults, you know, and you can't do that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not even really supposed to allow to let them work, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, um, but Jack's like the kind of guy, he works at a toy company. He's always trying to one-up the guy who's actually the best there. He's the kiss-ass. He's the guy that always gets the promotions. He invented a robot. Yeah, he, and Jack doesn't get the upper hand ever. He's like, never seems to... You know, he has inventions, but they always break or something fucked up happens about it or they're just not that interesting. Right. Right. Because the he's, AIDS, the AIDS robot doll that he made. Yeah, it was supposed to be raids. It was supposed to be raids and the tech crew made it as AIDS. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I bet your kids are going to really want to buy that AIDS robot. huh?" <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, like he realizes that the whole world, he's got to change somehow because it's just not working for him. So he starts listening to help, self-help yeah, cassettes. Which, which basically raises Benny to be a fucking killer doll. Right. His subconscious made it come to life, technically. But he, like, what was the first thing that happened to? He's like, finds all of his teddy bears that are like, were in the basement, like cut open with knives in them and spaghetti pouring out of their holes. Right. And like, then he called the police. <laughs> That's because so funny his to me. other plush dolls were all pulled apart. Yeah, he that was funny. <laughs> and they were all making fun of him because like like what the fuck? <laughs> um those cops were funny. Yeah, they was. Cuz they came in a few times back and forth in the movie and Yeah, it was that was a good good uh rapport or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Back and forth with yeah. the cops. Camaraderie. Mhm. Um he also is the house is, you know, going to be foreclosed too because he doesn't make that much money anymore and he can't afford it. So the mortgage guy comes over and tells him that he's got to sign this contract that it's like four times what the house is worth so he can make these small payments. Mm -hmm. So eventually that that he'll never be able to pay for the house. Right. And then he'll just have to like. He'll have to sell it. Yeah. He'll have to sell it or whatever. So they don't they don't want to. Or they decided that he's going to sell it because then a realtor shows up at some point too. Right. Which Benny kills him and Mm -hmm. cuts his head off. (laughs) And And that realtor was seeing an ex-girlfriend of his. Yeah. Or somebody he was dating and yeah. It's like Benny gives his uh give gives him his mortgage loan guy's head. He's like, "Benny loves you." And it's just his head and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, he leaves didn't he leave it in the bed? Yeah, he just like, throws it in the, the bed or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he jumps in stabbing the head with a knife and uh Jack locks Benny out of his room. He's like, "What the fuck?" But he when he wakes up, like the whole house is like covered in blood. And there's a body in the kitchen, which Benny is I was all happy like, like, man, he loves you. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> and the cops come to the door in this whole fucking situation. And he's like, has to clean up real quick before the, 
You know, I've seen that in other movies. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. And then the body falls out, like, just as they leave, right. you know. There was also another realtor that comes by that you were mentioning, and uh, he's also attacked by Benny. Or rather, the realtor is impaled by the for sale sign. That was funny. Which is, it says at the top, not. Not for sale, like, written in blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right through the back of his, right through his back, out his stomach, and, like, spraying the lady who's also dragging himself across the floor trying to get out the front door. And Benny prepares a nice cup of tea and just throws it in his face after That's revealing funny. himself to the realtor. That was really funny. I like that part. That, yeah. that's the, that was a good one. Yeah. Because he, he's just so comic. Like he's It's like a cartoon. Like right. He's, he's not worried about the guy getting out. Right. So it's just kind of silly. Then that lady hides in the attic, and then you find out by the end that she never left because she was so scared. <laughs> right. And she was just dead up and there. And I totally forgot about her, too, until the end. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you keep thinking she's going to jump back out. Right. Like, you, know, you just the thought, whole time. And so many wacky it. things happen in this movie. You're, you're just like, okay. Oh, there was another part where his boss, like, is like, you need to wa- babysit, you need to dog sit my dog. I appreciate it. He kind of like forces him into watching his dog. Uh huh. While all this. Benny shit's going on and he's like this is not a good idea no right and he's like what you wanted you don't want your promotion yeah he's like this will give you a promotion if after doing this young jack so he brings over that that was funny with the dog because of course benny goes after the dog right so (laughs) so while jack is preparing for his new date is that's when when his boss brings over his dog for a dog sit and benny escapes out of the basement and one of the coolest scenes on the movie, Benny grabs a hand axe and is dragging it across the floor, which you get to see, like, the sparks are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it's just fun at this point in time. You don't really care. Right. Uh, it's dragging it across the floor, making sparks, and the dog is watching him. And the dog starts running, and you see Benny fo- fucking running after it. And the dog jumps, and he fucking chucks the axe. <laughs> and I don't know how he timed this up, but it looks so cool. It's like axe time, you know, bullet time. And it's like, and you see the dog get stuck to the side of the fucking counter mm-hmm. with the axe in it. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> oh, that shit was fucking great. And then Benny keeps dragging it around on its leash all dead, which is just... <laughs> It's you can all, tell it's a fake dog. Well, and he's like, but it's so funny. And the way that it's Benny like walks is like so stupid. Yeah. Like, like he's hopping. Like, hello, everybody. Yeah, he's like happy. <laughs> he's happy. <laughs> so, so he's like dragging it, and and, and, and he, he drags it in to try and kill his girlfriend. So he pretends to attack the dog, like Jack does, so that <laughs> that Benny doesn't kill her. Mm-hmm. And then. She's like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, I was going to bite you kind of thing. Like the dog was going to bite her, but it was already dead. Right. And then he, uh, he's like slamming it all around and like banging it on the walls and tables and shit like that. And then chucks it out the window and it goes on top of his boss's car in front of and, the And like kids. explodes. <laughs> it like exploded all over the windshield. Dude, that was so stupid, but also so, so stupid. So funny. It was crazy, man. I don't know. I, 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 it was just morbid. You know, it was just kind of fucked up. Normally we like shy away from like dog injured, but it's so ridiculous. Right. Like, there's no way that you I can. I mean, like I said, it's obviously a fake dog. So. Yeah. 
They did a good job on the fake dog, though. I thought yeah, it was funny. I, I like how it looked like Jello. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just totally looked like, did. Yeah. <laughs> well, he gets fired for that, and then he, um, and then Benny kidnaps his boss. Kills boss. Kidnaps, doesn't he? Yeah, but then he kills him. Oh, but yeah, but he puts him on a, in a with a bow and a wrapping paper, and he tries to blackmail his boss, but Benny kills him and cuts out his heart. Right. But yeah, I just want to mention the the wrapping paper and this, oh, I think yeah. it was kind of like almost like an a nod to National Lampoon's Christmas yeah, vacation. That would make sense. I don't know, but Jack's had enough and he buries Benny in a coffin and nails him shut. And his it's girlfriend, like a little baby coffin. It is too. Yeah. Well, because he's he's got this new idea for his work where he he takes this Benny doll and he's going to create other characters in this universe that. They're called Scary Bears. Scary Bears. Is that what it was? Yep. Scary Bears. Yeah. And it, lo- it was look really cool. He was like doing photography and then like comic book il- illustrations. It and- looked like a, I almost said Freddy got fingered, but no, the, the Freddy, the, the, the phone game. What was it called? I don't know what the fuck Freddy... you're talking about. Oh, uh, fuck. The phone game. What? Oh, One Night at Freddy's. Five Nights. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, well, like, they're little yeah, they dolls. Yeah, look, they look like those characters. Yeah, kind of in a miniature way. Oh, yeah. Because they're, like, a foot tall. Right. Yeah, those are, like, animatronics. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, th- that's why he has the coffin, because he was having, like, the bear. He was having Benny pretend to be a vampire, dressed him up, and took pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but Benny, he's escaped from the coffin i guess and he gets out and apparently this his girlfriend has like this very similar story to his where she had a doll named ann mm-hmm. and it tried to kill her and it killed her dad it killed both of her parents oh it killed both of them yeah well they make love that night but benny gets out gets on the roof of her car without her knowing and all the way to her work where his uh dickhead friend who beats him and everything finds him with his girlfriend and Jack's like, watch out for the bear. It's a killer. And everyone laughs. And then, then he's like, have I mentioned just how much I love you to his coworker? And Benny attacks him or whatever <laughs> right at that moment. And Jack and his girlfriend uh, and workmate, they get away and Benny slaughters the whole fucking office, like kills everyone. Right. And then they go back to the house because and like, so we got and the doll. We got the robot from his coworker who designed that. That was like his toy. Mm-hmm. And then they had the disco bot that was they transformed into a fighting saw bot to fight Benny. Mm-hmm. And they do this to try to fight Benny in on his terms. So, like, they have these robots fighting each other a- a- against Benny, which is really cool. Like, I actually thought that was neat. Yeah, it was neat. It didn't look bad. Like, it wasn't. No. Like this it didn't is look fake or like anything. nine, not not like this '90s fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night five, right. you know, toys that are drilling in there. But if it was more gory like that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool though. I like that whole scene. He's like, and then then I think Jack realizes after he's like trying to kill his girlfriend because Benny kills all the robots, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Listen, Benny," he's like. I was wrong for giving you up. You were right. I should have just been me the whole time. Luring him in. Luring him in. He's like, give him a cuddle. Because that was another thing, phrase Benny says. He's, give me cuddle. Right. Give me cuddle. (laughs) And so he's like, give me cuddle. And then Benny drops the knife and comes happily dancing over to him. And then he grabs a knife and is about to stab Benny. And I don't know what the fuck. 
his girlfriend was thinking. She, like, interrupts it. Remember? Yeah, she was, like, trying to stop it. It was weird. I don't understand what that was. That kind of confused me. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow, he gets in a scuffle, and then he doesn't want to kill his girlfriend anymore because Benny realizes that he does care mm-hmm. and that she does care or something. And then he goes jumping out the window and there's these cops that have these pellet guns for some reason, because I guess, you know, in, in UK. Oh, yeah, they can't have guns. Right. So they're like firing the guns. The pellets. The pellets at the fucking. At <laughs> Benny and it's going right through Benny and then the stuffing's going everywhere. And they're like laying and it's like that scene where they're both like, it was almost like the War of the Roses. Remember when after the oh, very yeah. end where they're like laying there holding right, hands. Right, right. And it's she pushes funny. his hand away. <laughs> <laughs> Except Benny and him are holding hands as they both like lay there. And right. Benny dies. I, I don't know. Did they bury him or something? I, I don't fucking remember. I just, just know that he died. Right, and then I just remember the la- they, them showing the lady in the attic. Right. Well, there was the cops part. You forgot the cops part where the, the cops are like, oh, we'll just let him go. And he was like, he's an accessory to murder. And he's like, oh, come on. You go ahead and tell them the truth about how a murderous doll fucking killed everybody. And I'll be standing behind you going, what the fuck? <laughs> he mouths the words, you know, like. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, you got a point. He's like, he's an accessory to murder. He's like, well, we got to let him go. <laughs> <laughs> so they just let Jack and his girlfriend go after he hit all these bodies in his yard and shit. And, his and they whole, blamed his, his whole office is dead. Well, they blamed his the dickhead worker who was more oh, successful that's than right. him. Yeah. Because he died because yeah. he killed him. That's right. That's what it was. And then we see the lady in the attic at the very end. Right. So, I don't know, you know, it's, I thought it was pretty ingenious for a fucking movie. I thought it was fun, you know, like, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but, you know, 7.5 is a good, pretty good score for a movie for this kind. Yeah, it's pretty good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you, you you can't take it seriously, if you, like, you like serious movies, then, you know, stay away from this. Oh, totally. If you only like serious movies, yeah, I would not even give this a chance. Right. If you, like killer dolls coming to life and killing people in, in silly ways while laughing and the sound of a pulling string like it's it's pretty great right i don't know i i still think 7.5 is a good score it is a lot of people go oh well, that means you just meh about it and i'm like no meh would be five right anyway what do you guys think of these movies i would love to hear if you've seen either of these hell's kitty we do have some other ones that are from the wild eye releasing and they do get kind of wild so to speak uh we got carousel about the fucking uh the carousel horse that comes to life and breaks off is of the that, have you seen that is that any good? i have not seen it but i have uh, one of our friends in the group uh of do you love horror he's always in there and i've never given it a chance and, you know, people like Rebecca and Kyle have seen it, and I've just mm-hmm. not. Oh, okay. You know, and I need to. Uh, right. But I just know that these style of movies can be really bad or really decent. Right. You know, they're never, like, amazing. Uh-huh. You know, they're just like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, oh, God, I, like, Hell's Kitty was a little rough for me. It was rough. But I'm hoping Carousel and um, Velocipaster... Is uh, good in the future, so we'll do those one day. It better be. I've heard Velocipaster's great. Brian Kindle says, right. you know, Brian from Ter- per- uh, Terrible, Terrible Terror, Terror podcast says it's good. I take his word. I believe him. Right. 
So we'll, we'll, as I bought those on a blind buy because I was just like, well. I'm oh, gonna, they're on sale. It's a sale. Yeah, five bucks each. Why not? Right. But that's not for next week. We'll be doing White Noise from 2005 and House of Wax from 2005. So Isn't Paris Hilton in that one? Yes, yeah, she is. And she gets brutally murdered and everybody yes. loved it. <laughs> you know what? So, Oh, never mind. I'll say next week. But yeah, I don't know if those are on anywhere. We'll we'll you know try to let you know mm-hmm. if we know when we post uh, it for the week or whatever. But if you guys are interested in that, or if you ever have suggestions, you want us to watch something, you know, you can always donate to our Amazon wish list, which we have a ton of stuff on there that we don't already own. You can also write us and ask us if we have it, and if we don't, we'll figure it <laughs> I out. I will you know? find it. Yeah, we can find it online somewhere. You know, but yeah, just let us know if you have anything that you're interested. The week after, we're going to be back to our Hammer Horror, and we're going to spin the wheel on which movie we're going to do, and then let you guys pick which movie we're going to watch with it. Thank you guys so much for coming by, and as always, long live the boys. So...